0: hello and welcome to the soprano show i'm gavin bowen and i'm hannibal diaz and today we're looking at season one episode seven of the sopranos titled down neck it aired february 21st 1999 and was written by mitchell burgess and robin green and both of these writers wrote 23 episodes a piece i don't know if they wrote them together but yeah piece 23 episodes they had
1: uh yeah yeah i mean they were a writing team i believe they're husband and wife well there so, you go yeah they must have yeah and they wrote a lot of classic episodes of this show
0: awesome and this one was directed by lorraine senna uh here is the hbo synopsis for episode seven after stealing the sacramental wine from the school chapel anthony jr is suspended Tony is concerned that his bad influence is responsible for his son's behavior and has a series of disturbing flashbacks in which he remembers learning that his own father was in the
1: mob. Disturbing is kind of a strong word for how these flashbacks are presented. Yeah. Because disturbing is not exactly how I would describe these flashbacks. I mean, they're actually sort of like warm and nostalgic Well, I was very excited about this episode because
0: when I started it, I didn't remember that this is where we get these scenes, Mm -hmm. and I was pleasantly surprised to start watching and realize, oh my gosh, we get to go back and see, you know, Livia, a younger Livia and a younger junior, and who Tony's dad kind of was.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're really introduced to Tony's dad for the first time, Johnny Mm -hmm. Boy Soprano in the summer of 67. Yeah. And uh Tony's 8 yeah, during eight these flashbacks. Old. Um it's great. Like what did you think the casting have... is so great? Oh, so. Oh, yes. Go ahead.
0: No, the casting yeah. is great. But in general of the utilizing flashbacks because mm-hmm. I think in episode 1 when we discussed the use of voiceover we mm-hmm. said never again would they use voiceover mm-hmm. to narrate. And yet Tony right. does a little bit of that. And this yeah. is not it's not as dramatic as right. it was in episode 1, but it's in there, but also just kind of the style of the flashback. How did yeah. you feel the use? Because basically, he has moments in this flashback, and the flashback ends, mm-hmm. and there's a pause on the screen, right? And then it fades to white. Yeah. Fades back into present. Yeah. What did you think of that? Oh, that that specific transition yeah, just that that choice. Transition choice and. It's very
1: uh, it's very specific yeah you know I didn't really linger on it too much it okay. definitely was noticeable uh, I would say that in general the way that the flashbacks are handled in this episode um, there are flashbacks later in the series but they're never quite done this way yeah uh, I think it's a reflection again of the fact that we're in season one and they hadn't fully worked out exactly what the uh, the storytelling the storytelling language of the show was gonna be. Mm-hmm. And so the flashbacks are handled in a pretty um, conventional way. It almost reminds me of uh, Wonder Years. Oh, yeah. The show. You know, even though technically the Wonder Years is like all flashback, it's not like we ever got to, you know, the <laughs> Kevin in present day <laughs> right. ever, as far as I know. Yeah. But I think so. uh, yeah, you know, it's just kind of the most conventional way that you could do a flashback. Mm hmm. Is, is how they do it here. I don't know.
0: It, it stood out to me and not, and there's no good or bad of it, but it was yeah. just something I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Cause I thought at first my HBO stopped playing. Right. A couple of times I thought that too. Yeah. And then yeah. I was like, oh no, no, there's the white fade to white. And
1: right. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I would say definitely as the show progresses mm-hmm. and they figure out how they're doing things. Um, there's no editing choices later in the series that really call attention to themselves in a big way with a couple exceptions you know which we'll mm-hmm. get to uh, in you know 2019 or 2020 <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. laughs> whatever we get to that at episode we're going. yeah that uh, yeah. whatever we get to those seasons uh, as we do one episode a week but right
0: so i guess um we just start at the beginning yeah um of this one and aj steals a sacramental wine mm-hmm. as the synopsis points out and this leads them into trouble but yeah. also leads carmela and tony to get involved right in a serious way
1: yeah yeah we really see tony and carmela in parental mode and the way that they're dealing with the uh the school administration you know uh you got like a school shrink in the principal uh whatever you call the principal in catholic school right I <laughs> was just wanted the to say maestro, but... The, the that's maestro. Not, that's not it. <laughs> that's yeah, it. probably not. No, yeah, neither not one of at us attended uh, a Catholic, non... Catholic yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're public school guys. But um, I thought that that was very... The way that those scenes were written with Tony and Carmela and the way that their interactions with those people were, was written, it was very... Uh, just felt very true to, like, how they would behave and how they're very much sort of you know what it was they really present like a united front yeah i felt like that's a real conscious choice
0: yeah they do um it's particularly towards the end but in this one in in the opening one where the psychologist psychiatrist is talking to mm-hmm. them and he's describing anthony jr's behavior mm-hmm. uh the the show does this really good you know good thing of like every description of negative behavior of aj exactly is just a shot of a look at tony right and yeah, his angle sort of like tony. smirk and yeah he, it's like he's you know obviously heard these things before maybe right. about himself yeah and he knows the situation yeah. that aj's in and he kind of finds it humorous more than anything
1: oh that's funny so you saw it as
0: humorous I saw I saw Tony's his I, response. I, yeah, I saw Gandolfini's smirk. Kind of, mm-hmm. there's a little a little smirk in it that, like, yeah. he's hearing these things, and because the psychiatrist is saying Anthony does this and Anthony does that, right. it it's almost like he himself is like, oh yeah, I remember this.
1: Oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's true. I looked at it a little bit differently. Okay, not so much that he was amused, but that he's starting to he he's taking it personally right away. Hmm. Because this whole episode is really about how defensive he gets about um any suggestion that there's something wrong with AJ. Or if AJ behaves badly, people automatically assume it's because of Tony's bad influence. Right. And so Tony's very self conscious about that. And he's he's a little bit ashamed, you know. He's got well he's got conflicted feelings, as we'll discuss uh, yeah. during this podcast. But Yes, he does. Because
0: yeah. um, I think David Chase, he he has a hand in writing most of these episodes, too. Oh, I would for assume, sure. Right? Yeah, okay, yeah, his so...
1: fingerprints are probably on every single episode. Yeah. Even all, if he's all... not officially credited.
0: Right. So um, I would assume like there's a lot of commenting mm-hmm. from this episode particularly mm-hmm. because A.J. is basically described as having possibly having ADD. Right. And this is 1999. And I don't right. know if you recall, but I kind of recall... In 1999, early 2000s, you know, uh, late 90s, how ADD was being diagnosed on children as just like a fallback diagnosis to deal with parents who had kids who were out of control or rowdy and they would be given drugs, they would be given medication Mm -hmm. for this and Some kids would slow down, but some kids would speed up on the same drug. So, you know, there was this over-analyzing and over-diagnosing of children on ADD. And I feel like this episode is possibly Chase's way of commenting on the fact that, like, these are just kids. Right. Let kids be kids. Yeah. And that's just—especially, I mean, we—you know, we're—I might be jumping ahead here, obviously, but at the end— Tony is totally criticizing Mm -hmm. the psychiatrist's description of AJ and how he meets Mm -hmm. the five uh, criteria of ADD. And just, you know, it does feel like this is over the top. This is out of control.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I would agree with that completely. And I feel like The Sopranos is so many things, right? Mm -hmm. But one thing it definitely is consistently is a platform for Chase to address the things in modern american society that he finds completely stupid yeah yeah
0: yeah and i i would say this is this is one of them but i think it's so funny how Carmela reacts to the idea that he possibly could have attention deficit disorder right and how tony wants to deal with it carm just says
1: if he's got an illness it's an illness right you would hit somebody who's sick you'd hit somebody with polio Right. And
0: this comparison to polio is I just find it yeah. really funny because yeah. it's their like extreme right. case. And so they're just a- already jumping to like, oh no, our child yeah. has polio.
1: Right, <laughs> right. right. It's yeah. that bad. A serious, serious illness. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're acting as if ADD is like a diagnosis of mental retardation.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. That's how the Sopranos right. take taken.
0: Uh, information just anything regarding their children Mm -hmm. that they don't understand Mm -hmm. it's straight to yeah your uncle lenny
1: what about you you and your uncle lenny that old bots my son's got that in his gene pool do i blame you for that right (laughs) right the problems yeah (laughs) yeah so tony and carmella they're concerned about aj possibly having add you know the conclusion is that he's going to be tested for it by the school shrink also aj's Suspended for three days for, mm-hmm. um you know, stealing sacramental wine and getting drunk in class on it Yeah, and uh, this leads to uh, what I think is a really great scene uh, Dinner table, Tony Carmella yes. the two kids Junior and Livia mm-hmm. and uh, we get some great stuff. I mean what I really love about this scene is that it's very it's really funny I mean, it's basically a comedy scene and we get the perspective, the unique perspective of each of these really great characters. And they all kind of have something funny to contribute to the family dinner table discussion. Yeah. The thing I took out of the
0: dinner table scene was we get this play of Tony crossing the line Mm -hmm. with Junior, Mm -hmm. because Junior is boss. Right. And AJ crossing the line with Tony. Sure. Because Tony is technically boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So... It, just this funny moment of
1: him and his little crew they used to steal lobsters on the boats on the shore and sell them for a buck a piece down on bloomfield avenue really how many times do i gotta say this i don't want that kind of talk in front of this kid that stuff is wrong and i don't condone it
0: yeah sure
1: who do you think you're yelling at
0: what you stupid what did you just say i didn't say anything What's he doing now? What, what's going on? Oh, he yells at me like a miserable.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's funny. I just, <laughs> you, you get to see Tony uh, getting trolled by both <laughs> his mom and his uncle <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really funny because he blows his stack as a result. You know, Livia goes into uh Telling embarrassing stories about Tony, mm-hmm. about how he, you know, stole a car when he was ten years old, right? And uh, you know, he, so he was pretty badly behaved. Which, by the way, is uh, pretty ridiculously badass. Yeah, <laughs> steal a car when you're ten. <laughs> Because we see him at
0: eight, and he's so
1: sweet. Yeah. Two years later, menace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Two years later, he was stealing cars. So, yeah, that's great. And then, you know, uh, Junior jumps in with the boys will be boys. What's the big deal? Yeah, he used Um, to steal lobsters
0: off the docks and sell them for a buck, which I was like, whoa, just a dollar?
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're talking about lobster here. Right. You could, come on. Well, I guess that's what it went for back in the day. Possibly. Uh, (laughs) and then uh, Carmella's got a funny line in response to Junior. She goes, uh, Hey, whatever happened? The boys will be boys. He stole from the church. They don't make him any lower than that. But, you know, Junior's just having a big laugh. It's like, both Junior and Livia are just sort of laughing Mm -hmm. about it and they're saying like, you know, Tony, you want to act like the, like father knows best here. What about all the stuff you got into? Yeah. Which we remember very well. Yeah.
0: And... Carmella then just goes off on AJ Mm -hmm. for what he said, lists off all the the things that are going to be taken Mm -hmm. away from him and his punishments. Yeah. And one of the punishments is to go see grandma. Right. Every day at Green Grove. Yeah. And just get this great moment of Livia stuffing spaghetti in her mouth. while she's like, oh, that'd be nice. Right. (laughs) It is really funny. It's a good, it is a good
1: bit of comedy. Yeah. Yeah. In the episode. Yeah, no, there's just a lot uh, at play in this scene. It's very well written, really Mm -hmm. funny. One thing I thought that was cool too is how we get into our first flashback, right? So it's another funny scene. Tony wakes up to just a lot of (laughs) like the most annoying stuff that you can probably hear when you're a dad. Yeah, just like a super loud fight happening between your wife and one of your kids first thing in the morning. Yeah, the other kid yelling. Yeah, yeah, for jacket right yeah you got music blaring yeah 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 um and tony's just so annoyed and it's really great you know he gets out of bed he's super tired doesn't want to be out of bed but he's in the bathroom and just as Carmela and aj are carrying on he goes straight for the prozac yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just pops a pill and then, you know, we get uh, Jefferson Airplane coming in, which, yeah. is, which is awesome. You know, the lyrics, you know, one pill makes you small. Yeah. Pops the pill, and he becomes small. We get a flashback yeah, of him as an eight-year-old. Right. Yeah, a brief little flashback yeah. that he thought of, of
0: his Uncle Junior pulling up in the car. Okay, okay let's, since we're in the flashbacks, yeah. let me tell you why I like the flashbacks. All right. I like the flashbacks for two big reasons. The first reason... It's really great casting. So we got uh, Joseph Saravo as Johnny Boy, Soprano. We got Lila Robbins as Livia. And Rocco Sisto as Uncle June. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't have found better people to represent younger versions. Yeah, I don't know how the they did it. uh, it's, am- it's amazing. Yeah. So that that's the first part of what I really like mm-hmm. about these flashbacks. Uh, the second part is... What's great about using flashbacks so early in a in a show is that it gives the actors who are playing the characters in the present so much more to work with. Mm-hmm. They get this kind of exposition as an actor that you don't normally get. Yeah. You have to generate your own exposition, your own story for how your character got to be the way your you are today. Sure, but they get this, you know, whole episode of exposition right to really feed off of yeah and it's amazing to see because i feel like in this episode livia and jr mm-hmm. um nancy and dominic they have a different quality to them i feel in this episode sure. now I, i'm i'm sure they took a look at the script and they saw what was written there yeah. from their earlier characters and really fed off of that yeah um especially like with livia uh, mm-hmm. and some of the lines that younger Livia says Right. it just I, I love that for the flashbacks just for that reason it makes the characters it enriches the characters for me yeah
1: yeah absolutely and I think that you know it must have been really fun to cast those roles um, the flashback versions of mm-hmm. these characters because well I have to assume eh, I don't know if I have to assume anything but I mean I wonder if <laughs> uh those actors you know had seen no you know it's not like they would have seen episodes right P- possibly not no 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 there's no, no way there's yeah. actually no way that's not how production works so uh you would know <laughs> <laughs> yeah cuz this was only season 1 you, you know? know and so it actually makes it even more interesting that they were able to cast those young roles so well mm-hmm. because these actors in the flashback scenes are really able to well two of them right because johnny boy isn't a part of uh, the sopranos in the present day right. but uh you know the young junior and young livia they do just such a great job of channeling absolutely uh dominic Cinezi i'm sure they got a chance to maybe
0: see some some, some stuff footage. meet the yeah. actors maybe yes but yes but still yeah
1: without without having too much to go off of, right. they do a really great job and the other thing too i mean not to dwell on this for too long, but I just thought that the energy they brought was so great too. I mean, it Mm -hmm. really is sort of like, yes, we're looking at uncle junior. We're looking at Livia soprano in the sixties. They're the same personality, but with just more vigor, more energy, more, you know, they're in their prime. Right. And uh, just to see that is great.
0: Yeah. You know, before the the flashback scene, the first mm-hmm. flashback that Tony has, mm-hmm. there's one thing that I That who has? Tony has? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> Tony has the flashbacks, right? <laughs> Did I say something else? <laughs> no. I th- for a second, <laughs> I thought you said Johnny. Oh, no. Okay. Tony. Yeah. Um, well, I had a question because there was um, a scene, it was after the dinner scene where yeah. Tony and Karma are going to bed and they're right. kind of talking like, do you think AJ knows? Do you think Meadow knows? What happened on yes. that trip? And they they use little quick flashbacks of the college episode. Mm-hmm. But um, my question is, to what extent do you think Carmela understands Tony's job? Oh, to the fullest extent. To the fullest. Absolutely. Abso- she knows absolute everything. Absolute fullest extent.
1: She yeah. knows exactly how his money is earned. Yes. We're, we're Okay. Yeah, I don't think that she knows specific crimes, but she definitely has in the back of her head, my husband yeah. has killed people. I think oh. that she knows that for sure. She doesn't know anyone that he's killed. You know, I don't think she can name a name. Oh, okay. But, you know, this, I mean, and also, this isn't, by the way, really confirmed by anything other than just what I sort of take away from the subtext. Especially in
0: this episode. Yeah. Where they, they have some serious conversations mm-hmm. of just Carm being like, I, yeah. I'm not going to say I made a mistake, right. but I might have made a mistake. Yeah. And... Yeah, I just I never got that the first time mm-hmm. around watching it. I always felt like she had a good distance from mm-hmm. all of that. And in this episode just them discussing like do you think she knows? Do you think AJ knows? Right. Well, then obviously Carm has a good yeah. idea Yeah. of what they should know.
1: Yeah, and probably, you know, my guess would be that you know, when these characters were younger, Mhm. It was probably out there a lot more what Tony was up to. And what Tony's dad was up to. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, I think that Carmella knows everything.
0: She knew for the most part what she was getting into. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm good with that. I just had that pop up because I was like, geez, this conversation is way open. Like he has these open conversations with Carm and then he has them with Dr. Melfi. Yeah. And Dr. Melfi seems to on the same page like yeah i get what you do now, i again, understand
1: yes yes absolutely um and again i think that this is one of those things these kind of frank and open conversations uh these are the conversations that we're gonna see less and less of as the series yes. progresses so i do think that yeah they they sort of reined that in mm-hmm. as they continued to write and they were like okay it would actually be more realistic if he just completely kept things compartmentalized yeah
0: okay i like that um we get a scene with tony and melfi yeah and he's bringing up to her how aj is going to be tested for add and i think this is another key line where you could be like this is david chase talking Mm -hmm. where tony says
1: is it a disease or is it a way for these psychologists to line their pockets right
0: and it also is kind of just a backhanded yeah. Like remark to yeah. Melfi and her right. profession. Right. And she kind of just sits there and doesn't flinch. Yeah. From it. Um, but he kind of feels like, oh, I, I might have done something wrong. But there's there's something interesting in this scene is because she brings up the previous episode's plot of him falling in love with mm-hmm. her. And it feels like he's trying to hurt Melfi when mm-hmm. he brings up that, don't worry, I already got a girlfriend
1: yeah I kind of honed in on that moment too mm-hmm. and I thought it was interesting because there's kind of some dimensionality to it on one hand he is trying to hurt her because you know he does like a classic thing of Russian twenty four yeah How are you again yeah and he kind of gives her that like shitty look you know but then he just changes the subject and he's like all right let's get serious like what do you think about my son so it's he's not like seriously trying to hurt her he's just i found his like sort of rude comments is sort of like well the the whole the whole thing is well i already got
0: a girlfriend she's russian
1: 24 I find it interesting that it took you so long to tell me that you had a girlfriend.
0: How are you doing with it? And it does feel with just with that last comment mm-hmm. that, yeah, mm-hmm. he's butt hurt and he wants mm-hmm. to get her butt hurt too, but it's probably not going to work.
1: Yeah, yeah. At all. And he's not. Yeah, he's not taking that like terribly seriously because, no. like, like I said, then he just sort of they do switch gears and he's like, okay. Honestly, like what do you think I should do about my son? You know, so yeah. he's sort of teasing her almost yeah. more than it's like no, nah, right. I'm really trying to like Yeah, cuz they get back you. to they do yeah. get back to business and Yeah.
0: he's he's genuinely concerned right. about AJ. Like right. it, it's it's bringing up a lot of emotions for him, not just mm-hmm. the fact that he's worried that it's his fault. Yeah. But that there could be something wrong with his son and he's very concerned again polio is mentioned so it's that serious (laughs) yeah he
1: repeats that that (laughs) line yeah so uh you know what grows out of these therapy sessions in this episode one kind of key uh centerpiece moment that i really took note of because it defines tony in a really big way Mm -hmm. throughout the entire show Mm -hmm. and uh it's the fact that he is incredibly proud of who he is and where he comes from yeah, and what his dad did, he's proud of him, but he also resents the fact that he wound up in this life. So right. he's proud of the life, but he also resents the life. And like, yeah, that's the that that's just such a really interesting thing about Tony and he, Gandolfini. You know, uh, channels that you know he he plays that
0: right. Yeah, beat, he
1: does uh, throughout the show and um i think that if you're really going to like analyze tony soprano the character you have to sort of like underline that fact his his ambivalence you know mm-hmm. he's got a little bit of ambivalence and it's not moral ambivalence like oh am i doing the right thing am i a good man or an evil man it's not that it's more just it's sort of a pain in the ass that he has to do this yeah he likes the glory of it yeah. And he likes the money and he likes being a tough guy that gets to do what he wants. And he mm-hmm. likes the respect and all of that stuff. Right. Uh, and he is a sociopath. Yes.
0: But the pride <laughs> yeah. the pride of it seeps in. Yeah. And we get that in this episode, especially yeah. when he's um, describing how he witnessed his father beat the crap out of right. the guy Rocco, who earned right. money.
1: But I'll tell you something. I was proud to be Johnny Soprano's kid. When he beat the shit out of that guy, I went to the class. I told him how tough my father was. Do
0: you think that's how your son feels about you?
1: Yeah, probably. And I'm glad. I'm glad if he's proud of me. But that's the bind I'm in because I don't want him to be like me.
0: Yeah. He, he actually he he does hope that AJ can feel proud of the fact that like you know
1: his dad's a man and like right handle himself. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know changes. You know his own tire. Yeah. As we will see. Right. Yeah. You know that's just the kind of that's just the kind of guy that Tony is. You know he is a man's man. He is an alpha. And so, yeah, he does want, and explicitly, you know, he will get to this in therapy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess it's just sort of a extreme version of what every parent mm-hmm. feels, which is, I want my child to take the good parts of me and, like, not the bad parts. And then when you right. see the sort of bad parts of yourself reflected in your child, perhaps it does make you a little sad.
0: Yeah yeah the um to your point about him, like you know kind of resenting the fact mm-hmm. that he's he is who he is mm-hmm. is he uses they use this line again that they used in college
1: mm-hmm. where he says, maybe I'll be selling patio furniture in San Diego or whatever, and <laughs> something straight laced, lame, yeah. and no risk,
0: right, yes, yeah, patio furniture, no risk, um mobster. Tons of risk. Slightly risky. Yeah. So I just thought that was, that was nice because there are a couple Mm -hmm. references to the college episode Mm -hmm. uh, in this episode. And that Mm -hmm. was one of them. That's right. Pleasantly surprised to hear that patio furniture because it, because it stood out to me the first time.
1: Yeah. No, that's great. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I I definitely like thought that that was funny that that's like, that's Tony's like go-to. Right thing of yeah if i was just like a, if i was a square you know what's what's like the squarest thing i can think of oh selling patio furniture it's just funny because yeah tony he kind of is like i sort of wish that i could get away with doing that in a way but not really you know it's just yeah inner conflict rich inner conflict one of those (laughs) things that really drives drama yeah so we get a lot of it
0: so in the therapy scene he's describing the moment that he realized that his dad wasn't like other dads so we get this whole this whole flashback scene of him following janice and his dad Mm -hmm. to this small circus where yeah like fair yeah ride land it's called right where basically the daughter is just a front so that mm-hmm. all the, the like mob guys can meet up and mm-hmm. sell their trade of crime. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the first scene where Tony hides in the trunk, yeah. little Tony yeah. I'm talking here uh, hides in the trunk. Uh, that trunk, I, this is just a note, mm-hmm. but the trunk is wide open. He doesn't do anything <laughs> to unlock the trunk. Yeah. He's not a master craftsman. Yeah. yeah. But at first, if you're not paying attention, right. it looks like, he just popped his dad's right, trunk yeah Yeah, he jimmies in. it a little bit. No, he doesn't jimmy it at all. As he goes up mm-hmm. to the trunk, yeah. it is open. It oh, well, because he had a open. jimmying
1: instrument. No,
0: nope. no, no. Wait, no. he,
1: he has an instrument. The trunk is
0: partially already open. Yeah. It is not shut all the way. Yeah. He has an instrument right. for the effect that he's yeah. opening it up. Yeah. But the child... Actor <laughs> did not Jimmy a lock and open up the trunk, yeah. And they didn't set it up in a way that, yeah, it would look like he did. The trunk was just open, yeah. I just want to throw it out there. It was a little bit of, you know, yeah, just I caught that. Oh, I yeah. caught that's it. a
1: nice catch,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, he does get into the trunk, yeah, and follow them. Uh, I like the little boy, I liked the little boy that mm-hmm. they found for. Uh, Tony, he actually uh, was nominated for this role. Oh, he was! I went through that little kid. I went through the IMDb, not for an Emmy, for like a youth actor award. But it's on IMDb, and he got nominated for it. Good for him. Mm -hmm. Um, And we get uh, Janice as Mm -hmm. well, a little, Mm -hmm. a young Janice who later we get adult Janice. Yeah, Um, but that's later. It's just nice to see that a young Livia is actually scarier than the old Livia.
1: Oh, of course.
0: Cause old Livia is just old Livia. Who's yeah. got great one liners. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the master puppeteer, mm-hmm. like pull actually pulling the strings. But when she was younger, mm-hmm. she was very violent. She was like a force. Some of these lines yeah. that she has. Yeah. I could stick this fork in your eye. I'd rather smother them with a pillow
1: than take them to Nevada. And Melfi is, is visibly appalled. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I just thought that again,
0: like mm-hmm. these little bits early on or mm-hmm. showing what the character was, and mm-hmm. how they acted, gave Nancy Marchand so much more, Yeah, gave her some fuel, you know, real fuel. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. Yeah. When, uh, Little Tony is witnessing Johnny Boy getting arrested and dragged off in cuffs, uh, mouthing off to the cops. uh, You know, Junior alongside him. You did catch the clown, right? I did catch the clown. (laughs) The clown is in cuffs as well. Yes. Did you hear what the clown's name was? Well, they called him Claribel. Yes. (laughs) Which right yeah no it's great i just love that i mean because the sopranos is a pretty serious drama in my opinion <laughs> it is. but i just love when they throw in really stupid jokes like that yeah. like the clown in cuffs you know in full clown regalia yeah no uh that was a great little beat yeah it was um
0: the the other point like that i made just about how nancy had fuel to energize her character i feel like um dominic who plays mm-hmm. Uncle June, older Uncle June, mm-hmm. um, really had a lot more to work with too because I don't think I've seen Junior so sprightly Exactly, yeah. He's, as he's when, spry. Yeah, when he, when he walks yeah. into Green Grove and yeah. he's like, like the last episode that we yeah. watched, he's miserable at Green Grove. Right. But he walks into the Green Grove today and he's like, yeah. bah, 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 I'm yeah. feeling good even though I have headaches. Right. Da, da, da. And he's like really upbeat. And I feel like, that kind of is just the fact that we mm-hmm. just saw an Uncle June who's like really animated, like a mm-hmm. lively Uncle June. And maybe he's picking up a little bit on this and he's, you know, mm-hmm. he's adding it a little bit to his own uh, character, too. I just I like yeah. that. I, I really felt that throughout this whole episode.
1: I think, episode. Yeah. yeah, no, that's definitely a cool uh, notion for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. he definitely has a spring in his step that he didn't have before. I mean, Junior, old Junior is quite jovial in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like he's just laughing it up in that earlier dinner scene that we were talking about. Yeah. Got a big smile on his face when uh, you know, he's talking to Olivia and Greengrove. And I guess you, you could also say that yes, he's he's maybe channeling um the performance of younger Junior mm. a little bit. But you could also say that, hey, you know, he had... In the last episode, he had his big, you know, banquet in his honor. That's true. He's comfortably boss now. Yeah. There's no big drama. Everything's been resolved. Yeah. So that could also be something that uh, Chinezy was channeling. Right. Yeah. We uh, get a a great
0: scene. I can't even describe to you how Mm -hmm. great this scene was. I can only say I loved it. Mm -hmm. But... When AJ goes to visit right. yeah. Livia yeah. at Greengrove, yeah. every moment of this scene yeah. is priceless. Gold. It really is. <laughs> it, it's, it's gold all the yeah. way through. Her comment about the, the lady having the stroke and half her brain missing. Yeah. But when her AJ, opinion. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, when AJ reveals. Yeah. That Tony has been seen Spills a psychiatrist.
1: Dad goes.
0: He does not. Yes, he does he does not yes he does to a psychiatrist yeah he does not
1: he does too but why do you say that that's ridiculous because it's true i heard him and mom talking about it what does he need a psychiatrist for is it okay if i take that paragraph,
0: i mean who worse right. to tell About Tony's psychiatrist than Livia. There would be, I mean, you could maybe get away with telling Uncle June for Mm -hmm. a minute, but Mm -hmm. with Livia, Mm -hmm. that's the worst possible person.
1: Yeah. And he does it so innocently, you know. And I also, you know obviously nancy marchand kills every scene that she's in but i felt that robert eiler really held his own well in this scene too oh, yeah and contributed in a big way to the comedy mm-hmm. uh just the way that he plays it that he's sort of on a different like plane yes than livia is and he's sort of like he's he's like hearing what she's saying but he's just sort of oblivious at the same time He's completely detached from yeah he's just detached emotions of his
0: grandmother at that moment yeah
1: and uh you know as she goes into her weepy shtick that she does sometimes uh he's just sort of eating fruit yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly (laughs) but like she immediately takes Mm -hmm. offense to this yeah there's a
0: lot of times we see tony he immediately gets defensive right about things that happen yeah she immediately takes this as an offense to her that right. tony is only seeing a psychiatrist to talk mm-hmm. about his mother yeah which kind of is true right and that's definitely what melfi would like to talk about more yeah. so she has a huge beef mm-hmm. right off the bat not just that her son mm-hmm. might be bonkers in mm-hmm. her opinion but that he's talking about her yeah. That's what really sets her off. Yeah. And so when Junior comes in and she's making these subtle remarks mm-hmm. about how, well, at least you're not my son who might as well be sent sent yeah. to the mental ward at yeah whatever place. <coughs> Junior's like, I don't know what what you're talking about. I love
1: that moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where Junior's like, oh, you know, he's heading in the right direction or something. Again, <laughs> super jovial Junior. Yeah. You know, he's he's happy this whole episode and he's happy with Livia and Greengrove. Yeah. And then she has that great line of, He's got a lot to learn, granted, but he's headed in the right direction.
0: Where to? Overbrook State Mental Hospital? What? And it's interesting, though, that they basically they use this moment, too, to bring in Tony. Mm -hmm. So he's there to meet up and have dinner with his mom. And Uncle June just happened to be stopping by. But there's this awkward moment where they're, Mm -hmm. like, exchanging meetings. And and they're like, well, uh, I better go. And Junior leaves. And... Livia's like, I can't stand that man after right. he became boss regime and like Yeah, yeah, yeah. As she's leaving, Tony just gives mm-hmm.
1: this like right. <laughs> oh boy like, yeah. already off to a good start with this yeah. dinner. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but he's there for a particular week. Re- he's got reason. a bone to pick. He really does. So yeah. in the flashback, he remembers how his dad had a huge opportunity mm-hmm. to actually leave mm-hmm. to get out of the business. And he didn't take it because of Livia. Yeah. So Rocco, the guy he beat up. Right. was actually a, He's actually a, a smart guy, and he had this plan to go to Reno because mm-hmm. Reno was a startup. Mm-hmm. And and he wanted to get on the ground level, mm-hmm. on the ground floor, and Livia refused. Yeah. I mean, humiliated him. Right. If there were people around, he would be humiliated. Yeah. I mean, he was already. And
1: little Tony was there to witness it, of he course. He was there yeah. to witness his father being. Yeah. Yeah yeah just uh just belittle. I mean, it reminds me of I think this is a line from the pilot guy like that, and my mother wore him down to a little nub. He was a squeaking little gerbil when he died, and uh you see Livia in the act of just grinding this guy down, mm-hmm. yeah you know because yes, he's the male, and in that era uh of when they were first married, obviously, and in the prime of their marriage, you know, that meant that he was head of the household and that was pretty unquestioned. But, you know, when it comes to who has a stronger will, Livia or Johnny Boy, it's not even a contest. No. You know, so Livia all. completely dominates him in many ways, even though he, you know, ostensibly is the dominator, but, you know. Right. Not really. And so Tony's at Greengrove, just to question yeah. her about that. Yeah. To so bring
0: it up. Right. Because he knows she remembers. Mm -hmm. She's kind of deflecting and, and Mm -hmm. like, making a story because he was only eight at the time. What does he Mm -hmm. know? But they basically have a very heated moment Mm -hmm. where Livia exchanges digs at him Mm -hmm. with a psychiatrist comment. Mm -hmm. He throws them back at her Mm -hmm. and saying, like, you didn't let dad pursue Reno and than him saying you are actually the real gangster.
1: <laughs> yeah, such a great line. Yeah, at yeah.
0: her last line when she right in her face. Right in his face. Yeah. And like that's like a like kind of like a biting viciousness mm-hmm. that I don't think Livia had before. Mm-hmm. She got angry and she got upset, mm-hmm. but that that kind of attack I feel like only came from mm-hmm. the lines that they wrote for young Livia Yeah, sure. about smothering her children yeah. more than going to Reno.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's funny. And yeah, Tony remembers that line like, oh, you threatened to smother his kids. Oh, and of course, it was the important detail that we discover that, uh, you know, Rocco, yeah, he went to Nevada and then succeeded in a really big way. Yeah. You know, and uh, so that sort of sucks. Yeah. And you can even Even say he had a big opportunity.
0: Yeah, you can even say that Tony is now heavily blaming his mother for the fact that Tony and
1: AJ are in the positions Mm -hmm. that they are in you know, and it's funny, too, because, yeah, there's plenty of blame to go around in Tony's mind between his two parents. And, you know, perhaps this informs his paranoia and self-consciousness regarding AJ and AJ possibly blaming Tony one day Mm. for who, you know, AJ is or will become. Yeah. Uh, Because, yeah, Tony is mad at his parents in a lot of ways, loves and respects them. Yeah, But also is mad at them and and has a lot of things that he wants to say that he's never said and never will say. And in this episode, you know, Melfi's like, well, did you uh, confront your dad, you know, at one point? Yeah. And then Tony's just like, no, like, what are you talking yeah. Have about? Have you been like, listening to me? Yeah, that's not how things worked in our family, yes. especially back then. So... And again that's that's resentment you know that Tony has that he couldn't do that that was just completely out of the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean if he had sort of given the lip to his mom or dad that his kids give to him every day Uh, You know, his parents would have just completely beat his ass. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we've pretty much arrived at the end of this episode. But before we discuss the last couple scenes, I actually want to jump all the way back to what is basically the second scene. It's uh, Tony's first scene in this episode. Okay. Where he's with Chris. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He's dealing with union stuff, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I liked
0: it. And I think in the context of the episode, it's nice just to see Tony doing what he says he was born into right this is what he does this yeah. is his job and sometimes it's screwing over contractors or yeah. whoever it is for the money they owe them yes and basically holding them up for them right um i just liked it for the bit of again a little bit of comedy where tony slurps mm-hmm. his coffee
1: yeah he says i'll get your money okay who shall return. <laughs> that was really great. Yeah, yeah. No, it's funny. This is the mundane side of being a gangster that right screws people over. Yeah. You know, he's not beating anyone up here. He's no. not threatening. Really, I mean, he is threatening, but it's it's subtext. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty low grade stuff. Um, one note that I made for this scene is that it includes Christopher, and you know, just it's funny because not remembering how this episode played out when we had this scene early on, I was like, Oh, is this a storyline? But mm-hmm. it's not returned to, it's not a storyline. Uh, no, it doesn't not at all. really get paid off in any way, shape or form. And Christopher's in it. Uh, he sort of had to like, I guess he had to supervise this, this construction site, you know, be Tony's representative. Right. He hates the fact that he's there. And, uh, you know, Tony's like, okay, you don't have to do this anymore. Christopher's really happy. Uh, Then we get a scene in the middle of the episode about where Tony is talking to Syl and Pussy about, you know, their kids. What do they know about this thing of ours? You know, Uh, Christopher comes in with stolen watches that pisses Tony off. Well, you know, I think I was just thinking about the reason why it
0: might piss Tony off. Sure. Is because he does see Christopher in a way, not just as his like closer than a nephew, Mm -hmm. really. Yeah. And he's dealing with a lot of things with his son mm-hmm. that, you know, something like this, an act that Christopher did on a normal day, mm-hmm. Tony would have been fine with. Yeah. But on a day when his own son might have, uh, you know, a disability or right. uh, in- insight into what he actually does, mm-hmm. he's a little more sensitive to the fact that it could wind up imprisoning
1: yes yes yeah and I definitely picked up on that you know Mm -hmm. and I thought that that was interesting how his reaction to Christopher in that scene with the stolen watches it's not as a boss it's more of exasperated dad yeah you know just like that was dumb yeah but my overall note for both of these scenes is that they don't really have to be in this episode, Mm. which is not a criticism. They're not bad scenes, but you could actually cut them and the episode would still play. Yeah. I think perfectly fine. And I just have like the sinking suspicion. Both scenes feature Christopher and maybe the writers didn't want to lose Michael Imperioli's presence Mm -hmm. uh, in this episode because he was such a big part of the first three episodes. Um, And then after that, you know, a little bit less. And he mm-hmm. is one of the main characters of the show, and Christopher is obviously extremely important. But part of me wonders, oh, was that sort of just a way to keep Christopher in the mix? Because he doesn't organically need to be in this episode at all. Mm-hmm. And they just wanted to have that. So, I don't know. Neither here nor there. Just yeah, something no. I thought about. That's a good
0: point. Uh, so, fidgets. Right. We get to the fidgeting
1: scene. Tony takes issue with the fidgets.
0: Yeah. This is great, too. I just... Um, I feel that the concern of Tony and Carmella, because they have that big blow up of you know Carmella is kind of blaming Tony for AJ's behavior, but mm-hmm. Tony's like, who's blaming who for Meadow mm-hmm. then? And it's a good argument mm-hmm. to have for sure, but it does, you know, lead up to this final scene, mm-hmm. and Tony makes a good point.
1: He fidgets hands or feet that's right you mean like he fidgets Uh uh-huh that's a sickness to fidget mr soprano it's one of nine possible symptoms what constitutes a fidget
0: you know these are kids Mm -hmm. and if he's gonna fidget he's gonna fidget Mm -hmm. but you know That to constitute something more or as a disability is insulting to him. Yeah. And Carmella feels exactly the same way.
1: Right. Again, that united front comes into play. What I liked about this, the way that it played out, is that Tony's arc, this whole episode, is agonizing over the parallels between himself discovering the truth about his dad and A.J discovering or knowing the truth about his dad, Tony, and what implications this may have. Mm-hmm. And uh, what what is he left with? is hey, just a kid. You know, he's a 13-year-old boy. Yeah. He's going to get into some crap. Like Uncle June said earlier in the episode, mm-hmm. boys will be boys.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: sort of what Tony chalks it up to in the end. And he's sort of had enough of all this therapy talk. He gets yeah. plenty of that with Melfi. <laughs> yeah. Plenty of analysis. And, uh, you know, he storms out of the principal's office uh carmela alongside him yeah. the united front back and play
0: yeah it, it just seemed
1: uh l-
0: again like it was a commentary by david chase that mm-hmm. you don't need all this necessarily for your kid what you just need mm-hmm. is to sit down with him tell him like yeah you screwed up it's right. gonna suck you lost your nintendo you lost going out and playing your skateboard but that's just the way it is and right. what does aj do he's like okay yeah cool that's the way it is
1: yeah yeah and then they uh get into a nice like they got like a full-blown what's a yeah sunday
0: yeah it's like the house (laughs) is set up as a sunday parlor just for them to make ice cream sundays it's yeah an awesome place to live the soprano household
1: i mean a great thing about it too is that immediately prior to this whole thing (laughs) We saw Tony, you know, watching TV as he was like on the elliptical or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh so he's like, yeah, I'm going to, re- you know, I-, I did my workout today. Yeah. I'm going to reward myself with uh, the antithesis of a workout. <laughs> Giant just up Giant fat Sunday. Yeah. With but it's a,
0: a lot of whipped cream. It's a, it is a sweet scene. There's pun no intended. pun there's no pun nope. there. No no pun there. There's no pun. Okay, no pun. But it but it is. It's just yeah. it's a nice bow on the episode and it's just Yeah. a wrapping it up because it's it's not a big episode. No. But we get a lot of insight, and yeah. Tony kind of levels up mm-hmm. as a character, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's a good one, and then it ends with Jefferson Airplane again.
1: Yeah, yeah, White Rabbit comes back, and then we fade out, and mm-hmm. that was uh, Downneck. Oh, and Downneck, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? It's. I had to look it up because okay. we don't hear those two words in nope. this episode ever. Don't know and so I was it's like, what was that about? Yeah. Uh, it's the neighborhood depicted in the flashbacks. Oh. That's where Tony grew up. Down oh, Neck. Okay. Down Neck. Yeah. Uh, my mom's from Great Neck. I didn't know
0: that. Yeah. Wow. What, do you know Great Neck? No. Okay. <laughs>
1: Okay. All right, well. well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: this has been another episode of the Soprano show. Yeah. I'm Gavin Bowen and I'm Hannibal Diaz. And we'll see you next time. but in the meantime, if you're liking the show and you want to support it, many ways to do that. you can like us on Facebook and Twitter. you can check us out. oh and by the way, that hashtag that would be at the Soprano show. And you can find us on our website we you can leave a comment, you can even leave a review on iTunes. That'd be really cool. And if you like it, tell your friends too. Have them subscribe, join the conversation, and tune in. Um, But as we end every episode, favorite lines of this episode. My favorite line uh, was with Tony and Melfi, where Melfi's basically having one of her rare philosophical debates with Tony about, uh, in this case, free will. And she's kind of flabbergasted that he doesn't believe that you have a choice in this country and he responds with, how come I'm not making fucking
1: pots in Peru? You're born to this shit. You are what you are.
0: And I like this line because I kind of take Tony's side on this. Sure. I, be- I I believe him. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have a choice. He didn't have a choice about going to Reno. You don't have a choice about who you're born to or where you're born. Mm-hmm. You play the hand you're dealt in. And-
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I do think that Tony has a really nice, insightful moment, which we referenced earlier, where he's kind of sarcastic about the, this is America. Mm -hmm. And he's right there. He's absolutely right. Because, yeah, America does have this big mythology. I mean, we don't really have to delve into that. But, you know, ultimately, we do have so much freedom here, but it is like any other place in the world Mm -hmm. where, you know, it kind of matters a lot where you're born and like how much money your parents have when you're born absolutely you know yeah so that's what so do you
0: do you have a softer favorite line for us because that was a (laughs) bit deeper than i thought it would be
1: (laughs) mine is uh it it doesn't have the the weight (laughs) of um you know real real existential implication Mm -hmm. Uh, but i would just say it was really funny when tony asks aj uh what he talks about with his therapist and AJ says,
0: Let's kind of to me and my therapist. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just love that line reading from Robert Eiler. It's just this sort of like, you know, he's like this dumb kid, but then suddenly he just becomes this sort of uh, pretentious adult yeah. for that one line. All right, and it's one more thing for Tony yeah. just to be like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is